Hey everybody, welcome to the Long Box Guys. With me as always is some of my very favorite people on this planet. Josh, how you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good and I'm having a classic Julius from Treehouse in my little beer can shaped glass and just uh, floating on through life. I need more of those beer shaped can glasses because it fits perfectly in one of my mugs that are made of wood and I need something in the middle of it. Uh, Mikey, how you doing buddy? I'm doing great, and I am drinking an A&W root beer. I almost had to drink an A&W root beer today because they didn't have Diet Coke. And then Tommy found one for me. Saved my ass. Saved. Tommy, I was like, this is a Pepsi truck. And I'm like, hold on. There's one buried in there. They had Olympic rings on it, but it's still there. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? What are you drinking? I'm doing all right. I'm drinking some Duncan Taylor 12-year-old. Night. Had a nice workout today for my good friend Tom, moving 3,000 pounds of food. We work like dogs. Speaking of dogs, today we're going to be talking about, well, hound. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about Miss the, the other Phoenix. Rachel Summers? I don't know shit about this character. This is one of those big blank spots in my reading where I was not around for this comic book. We're going to be talking about Rachel Summers, who I knew was a hound for some reason. I knew that storyline. Mike, am I totally? Yeah, yeah. I do that one. They treated her like a dog. She was like a dog. Yeah. Uh, I don't know enough. I know just so. Mike, please illuminate me on this very integral part of the X Men world. I, I don't think I was the one who uh, was the last one with his nose on, uh, finger on the nose. But oh yeah, yeah it wasn't sure. you. Who was it? It was you. It we was had already done time. it. We were waiting for you to come back. You can't do it when I'm not in the room. Yeah, we can. We can. Well, when I walked in, you got to keep it there at least. I I I refreshed when you walked in. Yeah, I I refreshed when you walked in. That's why I was looking at Mikey because I I sat down like this. I didn't know the rules. Mikey, did you take your hand off your nose? Yeah, because I was like, you might as well stop because it's definitely Tom because the three of us. Someone had to tuck in his wife, warm up her socks. In the microwave. All right. So we will talk about Rachel Summers, the progeny of Jean Grey and Scott Summers in a different timeline because X-Men loves their timelines. Uh, She is a mutant, an Omega-level mutant, because she does have the incredible powers of uh, Jean Grey, essentially. She's got telekinesis telepathy she at some points can control the phoenix force or has part of the phoenix force in her she created in 1981 first appearing in uncanny x-men number 141 which as we all know i own uh (laughs) created by chris claremont and john byrne and john romita jr she has been a member of both the x-men x-factor the hounds the New Mutants, Excalibur, Extreme Sanctions, and the Star Jammers. Oh, I forgot about the Star Jammers. So her primary abilities, again, are telepathy and telekinesis. She did have some of the Phoenix Force. She also, at one point, was able to travel in time and had time manipulation. So, yeah. A... Currently, she is one of the few 
uh, outed, well, not for you, but one of the outed X-Men. She is a lesbian and in a relationship with a number, another member of the X-Men on Krakoa. Yeah, that, that's all I got on her. Yeah. Who's the uh, who's the other X-Men she's having a relationship with? Spill Nanya. the tea. Who? Nanya Business. Nanya, Nanya <laughs> Business. All right, fair enough. Fair enough, my good friend. I'll find out. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> so one of the things about the... I don't remember her actually manipulating time, but I do remember that she could, that her power kept her from being affected by paradox and time changes. And that was one of the reasons she was more okay in our timeline than other people who had traveled here. It's one of the few uh, bits I remembered, bits and bobs. Didn't she also kind of activate the, the device in Excalibur that, kind of ran the train that they were on, kind of to try to get them back home when they were kind of in their cross-time caper. I don't the remember. Teleport I device. Salad, so. I don't sure. I thought, I, I thought she was like the power conduit for that. I thought she would kind of power it up. But it was a long time ago that I read those comics. It could be. I, haven't, I, I own all of Excalibur, but I have not... <laughs> Read any Read all of it. Any of it. Speaking of someone who owns all of Excalibur, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd just like to say, who would read that? Yeah, I, uh, I kind of zoned out as soon as you said she ran a train. Did you? There was yeah, that, Well, there was this teleportation widget that they eventually affixed to a train. So she ran a train on some train! And eventually they, oh, they used the train to teleport. Like... They were in the cross time caper. They were trying to. They were in a different time, and they were trying to get home. And they would use this widget to to travel in time. So Rachel Summers is currently in a relationship with the current Captain Britain, who is Betsy Braddock. Yeah, who was also an Excalibur. All right, we like Betsy Braddock. She's uh, she's she's nice. Yeah, she's yeah. formerly known as Psylocke, although. The Asian part of her has. Wait, how was that? How how do you split from being Asian? She was never Asian. She was British, but she inhabited a body of an Asian person. All right. I guess I I just never knew that. I knew she was Betsy Brown. It's complex. It's complex. There was a lot of things. All right. British, they invaded a lot of things. That's true. That's true. Well, that's that's we'll we'll save that for the Psylocke episode. Okay. Because that'll give me time to actually research it and find out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't read all of Excalibur, but I've read a bunch of Excalibur. I I, I think that's probably her best series, right, Tom? Would you agree? I think uh, I think she underwent a, a lot of growth in Excalibur. Yeah, because they didn't really know what to do with her too much in the X Men. Yeah, you know, other than her, you know she was recovering from the trauma of having been a hound. A hound is a mutant seeking mutant who was controlled by the Sentinels that would lead the Sentinels to other mutants so they could uh, either kill them or imprison them. And they were treated exceptionally poorly. They were. 
yeah. treated as not human. Yeah, not human yeah, slaves. Color. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I always kind of thought the first few times I read this character, I because she's from the future and because she's Jean Grey and Scott Summer's daughter and they never actually get together on our timeline, I, I kind of always felt like she was going to be a, a one-shot character for a long storyline and then go back to her own reality. That was always my my thinking whenever I read anything on her. Even though I was been, been reading her and seeing her pop up now for years, even decades, I suppose. I, I still have that in my mind that she doesn't really belong in our time stream. I always thought it was weird because she's Phoenix, but she's not really Phoenix because she never seems to be as powerful as the Phoenix Force that Jean Grey had. Yeah, it's like when you capture a boss in a video game that now plays on your team. And now they suck. <laughs> I do hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've been trying so hard to beat this guy. And now he's on my team, but now he sucks. Yeah. Thanks, Fantasy Star. Yeah, Fantasy Star. Fuck off. Josh and I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I do like. Uh, I mean, one of the things is we get uh, the uh, one of the more recent X Men movies based on uh, uh, a timeline or a, a plot line from her. Uh, where she's actually the one that sends people's consciences back in time. And we get that from, is that Kitty Pride? Something in the, day, which days of future past. Yeah, days of future that. past, it's Kitty who travels back in time. Well, no, Kitty no, in doesn't the movie, travel. She makes other people travel back in time. And in only movie, Wolverine can yeah. survive it because he's Wolverine. Yes, but in, yeah. But not so much. So we get... We get a conflation of characters and stories to make the plot of Days of Future Past, which, uh, bar except for Logan, is really the only palatable X-Men movie. For me. I really like First Class because it was such a an 80s comic book. All, oh. all, all color and style... No substance. You just like that. Uh, the second most powerful telepath on the planet had get to go get Martini. ice. Go get me some ice. <laughs> that was I'm nice. A, I'm a villain. Of course I got a submarine. Villain. Yeah. You don't? You don't. I can, I can make one. You're Magneto. And Kevin Bacon's in that movie. I love And Kevin Bacon is and having a swell time. He is. He's just yucking it up. He does not understand yeah. this movie. He does not understand this character, but they told him to go for it, and he went for it, and he looks great. Getting back to Rachel Summers, <laughs> a.k.a. Trying so hard not to, but go ahead. Uh, any final <laughs> comments on Rachel Summers or Phoenix before we move on? She's almost in the realm of magic for me, where her powers are so broad and possibly undefined that it's not it's people without limitations aren't fun to to uh to explore so i never really i never really got in there and really had any uh desire to like find out where this character was going or what her timeline was going to be so i don't know 
I, I kind of feel the same way about this character. I, I always thought she was a person who didn't really belong in our universe at all, and I always expected her to be gone at some point. Yeah. And um, like I said, I never really understood why, you know, she was Phoenix, but not really Phoenix. Like, Phoenix Light. So uh, I think we all agree that none of the writers have done her any justice because otherwise one of the four of us would be like, oh, Oh, shit, no, you should have seen this. Yeah, there'd be something for us to hang our hat on at some point. She's been around long enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the X-Men, what, 140 or somewhere in that neighborhood back then? Like, she's been a character out there. She's made the rounds, and they put her through a bunch of different comics and a bunch of diff- different iterations, and it, I just always feel like they're just not doing it justice. And I don't, I never, I also never felt like, like, Scott and Jean, like, the whole, the whole, like, this is... Our daughter? Our daughter, right? Even if it's from a different yeah. universe, there there should be some familial connection. Like, I mean, I, you know... In the Hickman run, uh, they did bring that up, right? That they consider yeah. her their daughter, even though she's not actually their daughter. It's from a different timeline. But they but, never do. Yeah, they considered it for like two issues and then never address it again yeah. over, you know, 17 series and 25 years of. Well, no, this is a recent Jonathan Hickman. Oh, oh OK. Um, yeah. So it was it's a very recent addition where gotcha. you could see them being. Yeah, this is our daughter. Because they have a little complex on Krakoa, oh, gotcha, uh, yeah. where all the summers live. But if that's I all put right. googly eyes on a Roomba, I bond with that more than Scott Summers bonded with this character <laughs> in the comic. But Scott hasn't really bonded with any of his, you know, future Roombas. children. Fine, I'll go with. I mean, geez, when was the last time you saw Scott and Cable go out to a ball game? Play a little catch. Yeah, anything. Never. Uh, this is not the Bash Cyclops. Uh, I, I'm not, did I bash? I, I, yeah. Did I say anything negative about Cyclops? I just asked a question, Mike. Field of Krakoa dreams. We need a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit of. A we'll little catch, bit of something. Yeah. yeah. Have a catch with my dad. Just have a catch. Why are you getting yeah. so defensive about Scott not being a father to his children, Mike? Because he's a father to all mutants. Wow. I think that's Professor Xavier. Nope. Yeah. Scott killed uh, Professor X. And now oh. he's the father. <laughs> oh, yeah. he becomes oh, the father oh. of all. That's right. So if I wear yeah. his skin, I Wait become him, right? Yeah. 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 If I get him to wear his skin, I, yeah. I'm him, Look, right? why do I have to explain science to you, Tom? I'm sorry. I yeah. wasn't paying attention in third grade. And... and what was what was that uh that that series where where Scott's eyelids are removed and they just remove his face shield once a day to kill mutants? Was it decimation? Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was a father to all mutants then either. <laughs> that was another weird timeline though. So it was. It was all yeah. in Forge's head. So it's hard. Enough yeah, Forge in uh in in Proteus. Whatever, whatever Professor X's kid's yeah. head was. And if it was accurate, he only Legion. would have killed one out of ten. Legion. Of yeah. Alrighty, so moving on. That's what decimation is. 
Yeah. Actually, it's a very good point. So, <laughs> Decimation <laughs> means to destroy down to one-tenth. You're absolutely no, correct. No, not one-tenth. Yeah. One in ten. One in it ten. was a punishment for Roman soldiers yeah. where they would start at a random point, count ten men down, and that man would have to kill the man to his right, and then they would go again. One in ten. So glad we came up with numbers. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Roman's... Roman soldiers like, why? Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> we all know if they were counting down, they'd be like, we would be like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five, six, Bye, my Lord. four, Bye, six, Lord. one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Eight. Unless yeah, it's they... me, then every time it gets to me, like, nine. Uh, Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's that guy we don't like. Nine. <laughs> five. Ten. ten. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. And that guy. Just making sure I know what we're doing here, gang. Why is it you always kill the person to your right? I'm on the metric system. Ten. 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 Don't question me. Ten. Yeah. Anyways, LT, what do you got at the back of the long box this week? I have... Spider-Verse from 2014, written by Dan Slott. Uh, yeah, let's just see if Amazon's going to let me tell. Dan Slott, Christos Gage, Mike Costa, Dennis Hopeless, and Peter David. Wow. Several yeah. friends of the podcast there. Exactly. This is a story about all the different spiders and all the different universes being killed off by this group of people called the this family of people called the Inheritors, uh, Marlon and all of these his family. Uh, they have taken over this great weaver who is spinning these webs of uh, time and destiny, and they're just going through different universes, killing off all the spider totems. So all the Spider-Men's, all the Spider-Women, uh, and just eating their essence, basically, and trying to go through them all. And all the different Spider-Men start trying to kind of group up and take take them down, like it's Spider-Men do. And yes, do. and it's and it's a pretty decent uh, conglomeration. I've only read the first 300 pages, which seemed to be the end of the storyline. But after that, there seems to be like another 300 pages of vignettes <sighs> related to these different spider uh, family uh, and multiverse uh, attacks. And you get introduced to Spider Monkey and Spider Punk and Spider UK and Captain Britain, Spider-Man and, and all these different um, spider people from different universes that all group together to fight off this family of, of basically vampires that are still the essence of the spider people and eat it for, for survival and for, for ha-has. Yeah. I saw one of the, the part one of two of the trades and it was like this big. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh, I that think that was the culmination of Dan Slott's run. He had been on Spider-Man for like at least 10 years. Culmination culmination sorry well that's the back of the long box Mike what do you have the front of the long box at the front of the long box I've decided to go with a non-band book this week Ooh. although the year is still young uh, I'm, I've got Ed Brubaker and Marcos Martin and 
Munsta Vinste, graphic novel Friday. My camera sucks, so those of you watching on YouTube, sorry about that. But uh, I have Friday book one and book two. Book one is called The First Day of Christmas. Book two is On a Cold Winter's Night. It's Friday. Friday. Um, this is an excellent story. As always, uh, anything that Ed Brubaker does is amazing. But with this one, he has taken his love for young Sherlock Holmes and decided, okay, let's do this. And the story is essentially Friday Fitzhugh, who is the Watson to um, Lancelot Jones's Sherlock Holmes, has gone off to college. She has just returned uh, for the Christmas vacation and is sucked into a mystery with Lancelot Jones and the mystery, you know, they, they were teenage crime solvers solving petty mysteries. And this takes on an occult murderous uh, tone to it. And it is very different from anything else they've ever tackled. So very good series enthralling the character of friday is she's just really great um she doesn't take crap from anybody she is the muscle for uh of the two she loves hockey it's good very entertaining lancelot jones is a great name yeah it is that's a good one i like that name just i also love the movie young sherlock holmes yeah yeah it definitely movie. has a young Sherlock Holmes feel because they've got a lot of occult stuff going on in it, too. All right. Are you ready for a quick 3 to 18? Yeah. Yep. Chucky movies, 3 to 18. Josh? Three. 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 Didn't even like the first one? No. Man, all right. Tommy? Never seen him. You've never seen a single Chucky movie? Yep. All right, Mike? Four. Wow. Well, let me just say this. I'm going to say this. I, I enjoy the Chucky movies. Not my favorite. I was going to give it like a, a 10 or 11 because I don't understand what the appeal is that they not only made like seven of these things, but they also had two different TV shows. And the new TV show, I've been told, is watchable, but I don't like it. This thing has a lot of legs for something none of us like. Yeah. I guess yeah. it just hit, hit people differently. None of us like it. That's a weird. That's a weirdness. Usually, if there's something, one of a, one or two of us will have a different opinion. None of what us. What you're like saying? It. Usually, you're the one with a different opinion. I, I don't hate this, and I thought the first movie was scary as a kid. But I mean, I was a kid. Did you guys find it scary as kids? No, it was stupid. Yeah. It was so right. stupid I didn't watch it. I was All like, right. this premise is dumb. I that's a, that's a fine answer for me because I, I was yeah. on the same kind of thing. I never really liked it. Didn't see what the appeal was, but they made so many of them. They did. I like they small soldiers. Out. That was a better premise. Small soldiers. It was a, that's kind of funny. It was a, it was a, a smarter take on it because the the computer chips were like computer chips that the army was going to use, and they got put in the wrong toy. Yeah. Yeah. Smarter. Yeah. Better movie. 
All right. Enjoy Sorry it. to break off into that tangent because that's usually what Josh does. Josh, got a tangent for us? So I was trying to think of a tangent, and the first thing that came to my mind was, has anyone seen, dear God, has anyone seen the Craven? It is the greatest trailer ever. I haven't seen a trailer like that since Deep Rising. Thank you. Oh, my God. I, was, I, what? I, I thought you didn't like it for a second. I'm like, how do you not like that trailer? I don't That's like horrible. that trailer. Oh, my it's God. It's going to be a... It's going to oh. be really, really bad. I think it's that's on purpose, so right? Bad. It's I be thought perfect. the trailer looked like an old 80s action movie. You think making him yeah, I a Russian fighter lion man is a good idea? I haven't seen the trailer, but I hope the movie is good because I know somebody that worked on it. I, I don't remember. the. Maybe we saw different trailers. The one I, I saw was did. mostly focusing on him being like this... <laughs> Russian, like taken into the Russian mob, and to be their ultimate killer or something stupid like that. But it really had like a a red scorpion vibe to it that I kind of dug. I think you saw the teaser and haven't seen the full trailer yet. Yeah, I think I just saw the teaser because it was only yeah. like twenty seconds. Yeah, no, there's a new trailer out. Uh oh. Okay. That's some cray cray stuff. Yeah. Does he get bit by a spider or something? He gets bit by a lion. Wait. He gets bit by a lion against the powers of a lion? Is it a radio? Oh, please tell me it's not a radioactive lion. Is it a Chernobyl? Oh my god, is it a Chernobyl? <laughs> is it a I Chernobyl don't, lion? I don't know where the lion is. <laughs> I'm suddenly invested now. Is it a Chernobyl like, lion? A Chernobyl he, lion gets, he gets mauled by a lion, and apparently the lion accidentally bleeds on him. And he gets the powers of a lion. A lion. That, that's that's not how Craven gets his powers. Yeah. It is in the movie. Doesn't he use like one a combination of the herbs that Black Panther uses, but not as good? He gets like the heart of the jungle or something, some shit like that. Is that yeah, right? It's all potions. Yeah. Yeah, it's all potions. Yeah. Heart yeah. of the jungle. Yeah. He has to find it every couple of years. He goes on a hunt for it. All right. No, that sounds shitty. Sorry. Didn't see that one. Yeah. No. All right. go, yet, go check that out. I hope the movie's good because I know somebody that did FX for it. Yeah, I, I bet you somebody who was greenlit Venom was like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Just give me a fucking Spider-Man villain movie. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So if you could find another Spider-Man villain. To give the worst or an alternate backstory to for the Sony universe. Who do you pick and how do you change it? Rhino gets raped by a radioactive rhino. They Rhino's already, did, already in they the trailer. Already did rhino for, is a shit. <laughs> oh, wait. Rhino's in tr- the trailer for. Yes, he's already in the trailer, Mike. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for right. another one. I was going to say they already right. fucked Rhino over with a stupid mechanical soup piece of shit thing. Yes, and now they're putting him in this one in a different way. Oh, man. All right. Do I have to use a Spider-Man villain? Is that an absolute requirement? It's not an absolute requirement. All right. Can I go with the unicorn? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid villain. villain to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And is he just bitten and? by a radioactive unicorn? What the what the fuck, Tom? The fuck no, no, he's run over by a pride parade float. 
Yeah, well, like, we have these experimental legs that are supposed to protect you from IEDs also. How? Well, they get you away from them. Really? All right. Uh, Mikey, that character's on. You fail. A thousand times better. Mikey, what do you get? Josh, what do you got? It's the finals of America's Got Talent. The stage is set. The lights are on. But a Spider-Man villain crashes through the ceiling. Spider-Man comes on through and just before the golden buzzer is hit the villain kills one of the judges so it's never never pushed and this turns jack zwipper into black lash <laughs> nice <laughs> he'd be an awesome black lash because while he's awesome beating your ass it's friday friday <laughs> friday <laughs> <laughs> Pick a slower song. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're killing me. <laughs> Once again, Josh, you fail. Because that's better yeah. than Blacklash. I was going for bedwetting super villain Hydro Man. Come on, man. Yeah, tell me. We're, we're the ones that got this. We, we took notes. <laughs> we understood. All right, let me, let me redeem myself. All right. Yeah. New York City, a small radioactive dirty bomb goes off and causes some scaffolding to fall on a guy. Yes. Alright, now we're talking. And now, now we're talking. we have Montenegro. He has the power and to climb things. Scaffolding. A, a parkourer who was trying to cross the uh, scaffolding. Trying to cross the street. <laughs> scaffolding crushes him. Now he has a fear of street levelness and he's the world's greatest climber. Because he's radioactive scaffolding lodged in him. Perfect. He understood the assignment. I'm going to go with Montenegro. <laughs> also for the obscure. Or a dirty know. bomb goes off and he's at Mount Rushmore and he's bit by a radioactive George Washington. Nope, nope, nope. He's <laughs> trying to climb the Matterhorn and he's bit by a radioactive Sherpa. Oh. Nope. It's oh. a dirty bomb goes off at a carnival. He's a carny and he's trying to climb up. The Ferris wheel to save people. No, no, still no scaffolding. He is trying to climb up the Ferris wheel to pick pockets as people are making out. Now that, that, that stereotypes, that makes us a much worse character. Yeah, but it's still... a dirty bomb goes out. He's in the middle of a field and he's trying to climb up and he assembles a bunch of flowers to do it. And it turns out they're scaffoldils. I'm still going to give it to Mike because that was the dumbest film. <laughs> jo- uh, Tommy, close second. Close second with the unicorn, especially with my ad of run over by a float in a pride parade. <laughs> And the brony. So he's but doesn't, but doesn't oh, it add it all together? But, yeah. But I had a whole plot worked out. Spider Man thinks he's doing a make a wish. That makes it an action comedy. Yeah, you can't. You don't want to have Spider Man in it though, because we're building up to the Sinister Seven. Right. I know what you're thinking. It's the Sinister there's Six. There's no, only three. We're gonna squeeze another movie out of this. <laughs> Thanks, Sony. <laughs> Tony, if you're listening, and we know you're not, come to us. We can easily milk the Spider-Verse for... For way more. Yeah. Yeah. For years to come. You don't have to make another movie, another remit movie. Yeah, and if you think a magic 
radioactive lion is going to cut the mustard here. We can come up with way worse plot devices. We will get this thing up to the Sinister 17 if we have to. Yeah. To to shoehorn in all these bad villains. Yeah, there's only 17. Just think of the products. Unicorn horn. We can sell that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just kill a few rhinoceri. (laughs) Sell it as... Yeah, you know all what? kinds I, of stuff. I gotta apologize, Josh. I totally forgot the rhino was in uh, <laughs> that trailer. <laughs> I tried to forget. That. I, I have yeah. obviously not seen this. It, yeah. It, in my defense, it was a voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I yeah. can't wait to see this piece of shit now. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, dude. It is so if so you guys want to go was, watch, was terrible. Bad. Go ahead and watch the Craven trailer and. Go ahead, shoot us an email at luckybastard at yeah. thelongboxguys.com. And let us know what you think. Or you can go ahead and tweet us at thelongboxguys. Or you can always go over to our Patreon page, make a comment over there. It's patreon.com slash thelongboxguys, where for a mere $1 a month, you can get an extra podcast every time we decide to put one up there, mm-hmm. um, which is sometimes – once a week, sometimes or not. Or you can try to find us at Terrificon in July, and I'll be wearing a blue long box guy's baseball hat. And if you find me, you will get a special gift. Here's a hint. It's that. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Who doesn't want a hat? We're telling you, you're going to get a hat out of this. Yeah, free hat. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. that kind of brings us over to... Um, plugs and the first thing we're playing there is terrific on we will be there not doing any panels this time because we're just going to enjoy the casino uh we're going to uh, just you know hang out have a good time yeah Maybe have some pizza that hang pizza was not that dad. good yeah hang out with my good. dad get some yeah, stuff signed with josh and dad yeah we are all getting that one copy of the x-men signed right yeah oh, i yeah. already got mine <laughs> Okay, I gotta go. I'm gonna have to hunt it down. Uh, which copy were you all getting signed? The Juggernaut Colossus Barfight. Oh yeah, the Juggernaut. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that one. I might have that one. I might order a few extra copies and give it to my kids and, and make them sign. go get it signed. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be great. Yeah. And any other plugs? LT, you want to plug it? I'd like to plug GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com Hello, Timmy. GeekOrthodox.com Purveyor of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, giant Skywalker rocks glasses, sake sets, you name it. GeekOrthodox.com is where you can find all of those things and all the apparels at IanLino.com because they have so much stuff they can't keep it on one website. That's right. They have so much stuff they can't keep it on one website. All the apparels on eolino.com and all of the other stuff at geekorthodox.com. Yeah. 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 Did you have coffee today, Tommy? A lot no. of it. A lot of coffee. I hope not. <laughs> um, Josh, you got a comic book store to, to, to represent? Uh, yeah, my local shop, Great Stories and Games, right here in Whitensville, Massachusetts. Come by and get some great stories and maybe some games damn right all right i guess that does do it for us today guys thank you once again for uh listening in and uh josh terrific is that your sector 
Absolutely, Mohegan Sun. Come on, you. Yeah, let's go play a little. Uh, so. what, what's 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 your favorite poker game there? Let it ride. I no, that mine too. That's the only one I really like. Mikey, and I know you're a roulette guy. Is that is that the? Uh, I'm a craps guy. I, craps guy. I, meant, I meant craps. I meant craps. Damn it. We won. You won so much money that night. I'm like, hey, you played craps when we were in Vegas. Paid for my trip to Comic Con. Paid for your trip to Comic Con. Man, God bless that kid. Um, what is this podcast like for you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Any words of wisdom uh, for us? Oh, get your vaccinations if you're not up to date on them. You know, I'm up to date. I'm probably going to get a booster before we go to Terrificon, just because it's about that time. I'm going to get the rubella one. I, I finally believe. <laughs> they, they finally talked me into it. Down with rubella. And don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You'll live longer. Thank you for the long box, guys. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.